Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments, so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Now, today's topic is going to be about dry eyes and tips and tricks to keep your eyes and body healthy. I'm so very excited because my special guest today is Dr. Travis Ziegler. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Dr. Ziegler is an optometrist and entrepreneur. Travis and his wife Jenna have been actively involved with Volunteers for Optometric Services to Humanity, which is a group that travels worldwide to give eye exams to people who cannot afford nor obtain such care. They've made trips to Ecuador, Peru, and Jamaica, and have plans to participate in future missions. Dr. Ziegler, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Hey, Dr. Carey. I'm happy to be here and looking forward to talking to your listeners. So, Travis, I know you have a mission out there to help prevent preventable blindness, right? Exactly, yeah. Our mission is to end preventable blindness. And what that means is there's about 700 million people in this world blind due to lack of glasses. So a pair of glasses that you and I can go pick up at the dollar store, so like a pair of readers, that can can actually give people functional vision again where they don't have it anymore. And so being able to read, most people lose that ability over the age of 40. And in third world countries, they don't have access to that, that reading the reading glasses so they can no longer read their Bible. Think of a fisherman can no longer line their hook. And just think of any anybody that has to read for a living and they can no longer read and can't get access to reading glasses, they're pretty much functionally blind and they can become beggars as a result of it. So we're trying to put an end to that. That's just phenomenal. I mean, something that we take for granted, just going down to the local pharmacy and picking up a pair of reading glasses off the rack for, what, five ten dollars Yeah, and, not even. And it's just <laughs> this simple thing that can have such a huge impact worldwide. Kudos to you, Travis. Well, thank you. It's a, it's a mission that once you give somebody a pair of glasses that has never been able to see and seeing their face light up, seeing that for the first time, you'll never forget it, number one, and then you become addicted to it, number two. Mm-hmm. I bet. So today in our interview, I kind of wanted to focus on dry eyes. And um, so... So is is there such a thing as dry eye disease? Is that a real thing or is that some made up pharmaceutical jargon? <laughs> I love how you say that because <laughs> I am um, being sarcastic, we, you know we, that. <laughs> no, no, no. I love that because it's called dry eye syndrome. And I love how you said pharmaceutical jargon because I, I think all diseases are pharmaceutical jargon because a disease is just a symptom of your body crying out for help for something. So 
uh, I wrote a book called Rethinking Dry Eye Treatment, and it actually was going to be a blog post, and it ended up being about 55 pages, so we just made it into a book. And it's, it talks about how you can, if you rethink disease in general, you can actually insert any disease into the dry eye spot. And if you rethink disease as a symptom instead of a disease and just kind of get your body out of this inflammatory state, you can kind of cure almost everything. So dry eye, to go back to your question, it is considered a disease, a syndrome, but I consider it and I treat it like it's a symptom of an overall disease of the body. So I couldn't agree with you more there that it's a symptom. So in your practice, what do you see as some of the most common causes of dry eye? You know, we think people who have dry eyes, they are just, they just have sensitive, uh, irritated dry eyes on a daily basis. And for those of us who don't have that, I mean, we can't kind of take that for granted, but um, people are out there suffering. Yeah, so dry eye is just an inflammation of the front surface of your eye. The the cornea, which is the invisible dome on the front of the eye, the conjunctiva, which is the clear layer that, that goes over the white area, those areas are just inflamed. And then your eyelid is also inflamed. And so getting all those those three parts, reducing the inflammation is what we focus on with dry eye care. The typical pharmaceutical medications all they do is they reduce the inflammation, which is great, but they're not getting to the root cause of it. They're not getting to the underlying cause of the disease, which is what my wife and I focus on. And the number one thing with inflammation, I'm sure you're going to agree with this, is you have to switch to an anti-inflammatory diet because with the Western medicine or Western medicine, the Western diet, there's so much inflammation in it. And that's usually what's causing the dry eye and the high blood pressure and diabetes. So we focus a lot on diet, but we focus on a lot of other things as well to kind of reduce that overall inflammation of that dry ocular surface. I couldn't agree with you more that an anti-inflammatory diet is always a great place to start to treat basically any health condition out there, any syndrome. We just generally eat too many inflammatory foods, which fuels the fire and dysfunction biochemically in the body yeah i agree and i and i might go down a little bit of a rabbit hole so stop me and interrupt me if you want to but i always tell my patients that you want to start focusing on more of a a plant-based alkalizing diet but you don't just want to switch to vegetables grains beans and fruits you want to actually have some purpose behind those vegetables grains beans and fruits you want to you want to look for organic non-gmo pesticide fertilizer free fruits and vegetables and i tell my patients to focus on vegetables first especially leafy green vegetables and we kind of base every meal around spinach and kale because spinach and kale have such a high amount of lutein and that that can help quite a bit with your eye health in general your health in general and then also reducing that inflammation and to give you an example i'm sure you know this but for your listeners Organic spinach has about 160 milligrams of iron, whereas a non-organic spinach has about two. And so that tells you the difference between organic and non-organic. A lot of people think that they can't afford organic vegetables because they're so expensive. And they're really not when you look at it from an apples to apples comparison. When you're looking at the nutrient factor and organic is just far superior to that of non-organic. I also tell people to try to avoid meat. And so I know this is hard for a lot of people. So if it is, I tell them to get meat down to one meal a day 
and don't make it the center of any meal. Kind of focus on vegetables and bring meat in as a secondary source. I talk about avoiding dairy, and dairy is a it's also an inflammatory for a lot of people because a lot of people have a hypersensitivity to it, but we just eliminate it overall just because in my opinion, we're the only man well, this isn't my opinion, this is a fact, but we're the only mammals that drink other mammals' milk and nobody else finds that weird, but I do, so I try I to too. avoid dairy. I think that's yeah, weird too. Okay. <laughs> And, and and it's hard because cheese is good. I agree. I love cheese, and it was very hard for me to give up cheese, but I did. And then I also tell people to avoid sugar. I mean, just get rid of those processed foods and stay around the outside of the supermarket. Just stay in the produce section, number one, but try to avoid canned foods. Anything in a box, can, or anything with added sugar is usually something you want to avoid because it's just going to cause more inflammation. So I, I guess I didn't go too much down a rabbit hole, but that was just kind of our our plant-based alkalizing diet. That's kind of like what I educate patients on first. And that's usually when I get the deer in the headlights look. And I usually, I have a printout that I usually give them when they leave. (laughs) Yeah. And then for the listeners out there, there's still a lot of foods out there that you can eat. Even though you're avoiding dairy, you're avoiding sugar, you're eating a lot less meat. So say like meat as a condiment instead of the main course. Um, And then lots of vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, yeah. yeah, and Legos. people wonder how you do that, and smoothies are a great way to, to get your vegetable fillings and to really fill you up. People don't realize how filling vegetables can be if you eat them correctly, and so my wife and I, we just actually got a Vitamix, which is amazing, and we um, we just use, we, we eat a green smoothie for breakfast and gr- eat a green smoothie for lunch, and then we usually cook a vegetarian-based dinner, and it's, it's actually pretty easy to do, and we post it all over Facebook to help our community and help them kind of understand a little bit more and we'll post recipes and everything and it just it's a lot more fun that way because the community gets involved and asks you questions but we're starting to see the impact that our community is starting to change on our when they start to change their diet how they're starting to feel with their dry eye and i like that you incorporate spinach and kale spinach or kale at every meal and so can you give us some ideas of your breakfast recipes your smoothies just so yeah. listeners have an idea, they can kind of wrap their brain around putting leafy greens in their smoothie and it still tastes good. Yeah, I would love to do that. So start with spinach. Don't start with kale. Kale will turn you off to green smoothies right away. It's very, it has more of a greens flavor, more of that earthy flavor. And it's harder to blend if you don't have a Vitamix. We used to have a Ninja and kale never got blended, but spinach is a, a little softer. And so it's not going to have as much flavor number one, and it's going to be easier to drink. So a lot of people are scared of a green smoothie, but start with spinach, you won't even notice a difference. Um, We don't put a banana in our smoothie anymore, but a banana can really mask a lot of flavors because it does have a a lot of sugar in it. But again, you're getting that natural sugar. You're not getting the the juice. Well, you're getting the juice, but you're getting the fiber with it. And I always recommend not using juice. So to give you a basic smoothie recipe, I would say this would be for two people in a full blender probably one banana, three handfuls of spinach, a little bit of almond milk, water, and that can be as simple as it needs to be. And then I also add avocados. We add chia seeds, flax seeds, and then some frozen fruit sometimes, some berries, strawberries, things like that. But you don't have to overcomplicate it. You can keep it as simple as you want with just three to four ingredients. And then you can add flavor enhancers as well. And that 
and I do have a green smoothie chart. If you go to dryeyecommunity.com and just put your email address, you'll eventually get that chart. It's not the first email that comes back, but it will be down the line. Or you can go to our website and just search for it too. Yeah, I find charts like that can be very helpful for, for patients to get mm-hmm. some ideas on how to you know boost their smoothie. Yeah, I completely agree. And just hang it up by where you make the smoothie. And then you can just open it up and it's literally pick one from this column, pick one from this column, pick two from this column, pick three from this column. And it can be that simple. Okay, so Travis, let's say um, we've got a listener out there. They start eating a more healthy, plant-based, anti-inflammatory diet. Um, How quickly do you think they should see changes with their eye health? Yeah, um, great question. And I would say you should feel changes within a week because... The problem with switching from your your modern diet to a green smoothie-based plant alkalizing diet is you might actually go through a little period of withdrawal. And it's almost like a cigarette smoker going off of cigarettes, an alcoholic going off of alcohol. You will feel even sicker, and that's your body detoxing. And that's that that's normal, but you will start to feel results in a week or two on this diet. And after six months, you're going to feel incredible. I call it my um, green smoothie challenge. It's a it's a month long thing, where the first seven days is unbearable. That's your unbearable stage where you hate the smoothies. Your body's not adjusting well. You're gonna have more more gas. You're gonna poop more. You're gonna feel just a little. You're gonna feel awful. And then the next stage is the uncomfortable stage. That's days seven through fourteen, where you're not gonna feel great yet, but you're starting to feel a little better. And then days fourteen through 21 is the unstoppable phase. You get past that first 14 days and then you can't live without your green smoothie. You'll actually start to crave it. And if you go without it, you're going to feel worse than when you go with it because your body loves the nutrients. So the the unbearable, the uncomfortable, and then the unstoppable phase. That's kind of how I break it down for my patients. And that's really your body going through um, the withdrawal from that, the addictive powers of sugar and mm-hmm. other foods, and then the detoxification that's going on before you start feeling good again. Yeah, and I can give you an example of this happened in our life recently is we kind of got lost in the weeds. We never added protein to our smoothies, but we started doing that, and it, it was because my wife was pregnant, and so we had to up our protein intake a little bit. And we just bought, um, we went to Target, bought the Viva brand protein, and we used it all the time in our breakfast and lunch smoothies. The the problem is it has stevia in it. And we got addicted to stevia. And we noticed that everything we were buying had stevia in it. And we're just like, this could be what's causing some of the problems that we're having. And so we are, the last two weeks, we've actually phased out all protein powders. And we've gotten rid of all artificial sweeteners. And it was hard. It was just like somebody going to the plant-based alkalizing diet. It's the same thing. If you're addicted to things like stevia, artificial sweeteners, You'll go through the same thing when you go off those. And we had headaches and we had problems. And now we're 14 days into it and we feel great again. So besides the anti-inflammatory plant-based alkalizing diet component, what other tips and tricks do you have to help keep our eyes healthy? Yeah, I, I, I have plenty of tips and tricks. So we can we can go on this all day. How long do we have? No, I'm just well, kidding. we have about <laughs> 20 minutes left, and will, okay, any of cool. these, will any of these help get me off of glasses? Um, unfortunately, no. not depending on your prescription. It's pretty bad, Travis. <laughs> yeah, and so 
Um, the best thing for you would probably be to have surgery, but you have to be careful what surgery you have. Um, but my, my next tip for patients is always hydration. And so waking up and drinking 16 to 32 ounces of water right when you wake up, it's called a hyperhydration stage. It boosts your metabolism by about 30%, and it just puts your body in a really good feel-good state. 80% of us walk around dehydrated. And so if we just drank more water, we'd eliminate a ton of disease. Did and you so, say 16 to 20 ounces? I, I drink 32, but yeah, I, I 16. Wow. To 20, yeah. And so I drink 32 huh? ounces right when I wake up. Okay. And then I drink 16 ounces before every meal. And then I always carry a water bottle with me. So drinking that 16 ounces before every meal helps kind of jumpstart your digestive system and gets everything lubricated for you. All right. So water is a big one. And then um, I also mentioned things like if you work on a computer all day, having a good pair of blue light blocking glasses will help reduce eye fatigue, and it will also help you remember to kind of blink more. Our, our computers and our tablets and our smartphones emit this blue light, and blue light is natural. Blue light comes from the sun, and when the sun rises, blue light's emitted, and then when the sun sets, blue light goes away. And the reason this is so important is because blue light tells you to wake up. It tells your body to stop producing melatonin. And then at nighttime when the sun goes down, we increase our melatonin production. And the problem is we're on these smartphones and tablets that are emitting blue light telling us to stay awake and stay awake and stay awake. And we can never get to that deep sleep at night. And so getting better sleep by shutting down your electronics two hours before you go to bed and wearing blue light blocking glasses two hours before you go to bed is going to increase your melatonin production and get you to sleep faster and it's going to get you to that deep restorative sleep called REM sleep and so blue light blocking glasses and shut down your electronics two hours before bed is another great tip for your listeners so we got three tips right now oh can I yeah. can I stop you yeah, there go yeah go right um, ahead. is do we get blue light from television screens yes so television computers smartphones okay. anything that has a flat panel is going to emit blue light. And on your phone, you can have like a blue light filter. Um, and then on your computer, you can also have one too. So really at like 7, 8 o'clock at night, put on the blue light glasses. Yep, two to three hours before you go to bed. Yeah, so that your brain and body is uh, making appropriate amounts of melatonin as part of your sleep-wake cycle. Yeah, yep, exactly. So Travis, for those of us who wear glasses... How, how do we wear blue light glasses on top of those? So they have fitovers for your glasses, but uh, you can actually, when you get your glasses made, ask for a blue light blocking coating. Now, the blue light blocking coating that you're going to get from your optometrist or wherever you get glasses is going to be about 20% blue light blocking. We've come out with a pair, and we sell them on Amazon, and those are 30%, and then you can get all the way up to 100%. 100% blue light blocking glasses are the ones that have the, the really orange lenses that you can tell when somebody's wearing them because they're so orange. Mm -hmm. That's 100% blue light blocking. So when you look at the color blue, it should change to gray if you have 100% blue light blocking glasses on. Okay. And so then if you have your regular eyeglasses made with that coating, does that mm -hmm. impact your melatonin through the day at all? Or, you know, that shutoff mechanism that we need blue light through the day? But not um, no, late in the day. No, because we have twenty percent still, and so or oh, it's okay. only blocking twenty percent. Okay. It's letting eighty percent through, so it's still it's blocking some, 
but it's still allowing 80% through. And so you're still going to get that blue light and it won't cause any problems or anything. And then along this thought process of light, uh, what do you think of that Flux program that people can download on their um, tablets and computers and phones? Yeah, so essentially what that does is it just eliminates blue light from their computer screen. So it's no longer emitting blue light. And so it works, but it's not perfect. It's still going to emit some light just... And you're still actively using your brain kind of when you're on your phones and computers. So those are better than nothing. So I would I would consider, I would tell your listeners yes to use that if you don't have a pair of blue blockers, but you can use them in combination too. So I guess a good thing is there's options. There's plenty of options out there and more and more research is going into it. Another bad thing about blue light, it's not just the sleep factor. Sleep is more of a short-term effect, but long-term it actually causes macular degeneration if exposure is too high. And these were studies done in the 80s. And that was before we had smartphones and computers and all that. And it scares me to think of my generation and younger that they are constantly exposed to this blue light. What's going to happen to us 50 years from now when macular degeneration usually hits? Now, I'm hoping there will be a cure in 50 years, but we'll see. Okay, so besides um, diet and blue light, what other tips and tricks do you have for keeping our eyes healthy? Yeah, so a lot of people don't realize it, but with dry eye, you need to keep your eyelids clean. And there's a condition called blepharitis, which is just inflammation of the eyelid. And it's usually caused from an overgrowth of bacteria. And so if you have an overgrowth of this bacteria, it's it's actually a normal bacteria that lives on your eyelids. It just It just overgrows. And so when it overgrows, you're going to have kind of a dandruff-looking appearance on your eyelids. And some people will complain with their eyes being stuck shut in the morning, or they have that kind of goopy discharge or kind of the crusties in the morning. And that's just an overgrowth of bacteria on your eyelids. And so keeping your eyelids clean with a hypochlorous acid solution, and there's two that I recommend and only two, Avanova is a prescription hypochlorous acid solution. And Hydrate Lid and Lash Cleanser, which is our product, is, a, is over-the-counter. And so the, the reason I do those two is because making hypochlorous acid is an extremely tough process. And a byproduct of it is bleach. And a lot of the other over-the-counter products have that bleach component in it, whereas an Avanova and our product do not. And so we recommend our, two product, our, our product and Avanova. And what that hypochlorous acid solution is, is it's a wound cleanser. And so what that means is it's actually going to decrease the bacterial load naturally because your immune system releases hypochlorous acid to kill bacteria before it engulfs it. So essentially, when you're spraying this on your eyelid, you're reducing the bacteria count naturally by giving your immune system a boost. And so whenever I have a patient with dry eye, we always start them on an eyelid cleansing regimen of either spraying this directly on their eyelids and leaving it on or spraying it on a cotton round and rubbing it into their eyelids. I find women like the cotton round, men like to just spray it directly on, and that usually helps decrease their blepharitis symptoms. So any questions on that one? No, I think that's awesome. Yeah, and it's, it's a pretty great, and for your listeners, if they go to freehydrate.com, they can get their first bottle from us for free, just have to pay shipping for that, um, and it's $5 for shipping. So we just we it's such a great product, we want everybody to be on it that has problems and just to experience it. So that's why we give them the first month supply for free. So it's it's a really incredible spray that we came out with last June. So we're pretty excited about it. Now, do you think there can be any hormonal um, 
uh, hormonal underlying cause for dry eye? That is a great question, and yes, definitely there is. Um, when we look at the demographics of our customers and our community online, it is postmenopausal females. So it's very heavily leaning towards 55-year-old and older females that have already experienced menopause, and that's because hormones are in flux. And so um, hormones can be changing drastically, and that's why you can have a good eye day and a bad idea, bad eye day. And then also climate plays a big role in that too. But with hormones, just getting your hormones into balance can make a huge difference in your driest symptoms. And that's, again, going back to diet. I mean, you might know more about hormonal care than I do, but it's it's hugely diet-related, but, of course, age-related as well. But, yeah, hormones play a big role in dry eye. And then what are your thoughts about using essential fatty acids to, yeah, help, and s- to help moisturize the eyes? Yeah, I love that question because that is another great point. Essential fatty acids are so big, you just have to make sure you're using a pure form. And I always recommend diet, first of all. Avocados, chia seeds, flax seeds, um, hemp seeds are my four kind of staples. And we put all those in our smoothies just to help with that those essential parent oils. Um, if you're going to take a fish oil, make sure it's coming from a GMP-certified um, kind of, I can't think of the name right now, but um, fulfillment area and um, sustainable source. So fish should be wild and it should be very purified. And you can also take vegetarian sources like evening primrose oil, flaxseed oil, not quite as effective in your body because they have to transfer from their flaxseed oil has to transfer into the effective omega-3 or the active omega-3. So it takes a little bit more for your body to, to use that. But the reason those are so effective is because they give your cells oxygen. Your Every cell in your body is made of a cell membrane. And if you're eating poor fats, like the Western diet, then your cell membrane is going to pretty much be an impenetrable wall. So oxygen can't get in and out of that cell like it should. Whereas in if you eat healthy fats, like the omega-3 fish oil that we just talked about, or all the vegetarian sources as well, then you're creating a better cell wall and it's going to let oxygen pass through that wall better. And so essential fatty acids pretty much oxygenate your body better than the unhealthy fats that we consume on a regular basis. Yeah, and to add to that point too, in my practice, I've also been using on top of the um, omega-3 fatty acids and primrose oil, I've also been using more and more sea buckthorn oil. So sea buckthorn oil is an omega-7 and can be very helpful for healing mucous membranes. If it's dry eyes, just dryness through the nose and mouth, if it's vaginal dryness, if it's helping to heal the gut. Yep, and definitely sea buckthorn oil, evening primrose oil, all those omegas, they're kind of that parent essential oil category and they all help out incredibly well we actually have an omega-7 in our omega-3 but it's from fish oil it's not from sea buckthorn we're actually coming out with a vegetarian omega probably later this year oh that's exciting yeah i'm Um, pretty excited about it so i know we're starting to run a little bit low on time do you have any other tips and tricks that you think uh, are important for our listeners to know Yeah, I'll wrap it up here with just a couple more tips and tricks. Essential minerals and vitamin deficiency. So mineral and vitamin deficiency is so huge in our society because 
of not eating that organic vegetables and just the soils that our vegetables are grown in now don't have the essential minerals and we're just not eating the vitamins that we used to. So taking a supplement to help with an already healthy diet will help get those minerals and vitamins back up because mineral and vitamin deficiency is huge in dry eye and then an electron deficiency as well. And this sounds a little hooky, but um, if you've never done it, go grounding. Grounding is just the fact of walking barefoot outside. When is the last time, I'm, I'm challenging your listeners right now, when is the last time you've dug your feet into the sand or walked around your yard barefoot? And the reason that works is because it helps balance your body out. And I, I always go back to think about a time when you were walking on the beach and how good you felt. And it's because your body is grounding and it's kind of balancing itself back out. So those are kind of other tips that I give with my patients later on when I've got them kind of through that baseline first. But grounding can be an effective one, but vitamins and mineral deficiency is a big one too. Yeah, to me, the grounding does not sound hokey. And I've actually done a couple of podcast interviews speaking with experts on grounding and earthing. And, uh, and going back to the vitamins too. So something that I can share, you probably do this in your practice, Travis, but you know, um, I'll have patients show me their, the palms of their hands. And if they have like a yellowy, orangish kind of a coloring to them, I kind of think, oh, maybe this patient does not convert beta carotene into vitamin A very well. And because sometimes genetically there could be a weakness there in that conversion from beta carotene to vitamin A and they can have a vitamin A deficiency. And then also I'll have them, I'll ask them, I'll say, you know what, I want you to feel the the back of your arm. Does it feel like little, does it feel like tiny little bumps like chicken skin or something? Because that can also be a sign of vitamin A deficiency. And vitamin A, of course, is important for eye health. It is. And, and you just taught me two new things that I'm going to start using. So um, I've never heard either of those and I was never trained in that. So, um, but vitamin A, of course, is very good for eye health and beta carotene and eating carrots, but spinach again, number one source of that. Um, but I've never heard the chicken skin and I've never heard the yellowing skin makes sense, but I've never heard that. So you have taught me something today too. Well, I think we, we all learn during these interviews. I always learn something from my guests and uh, and that's one of the, I think, the benefits that I get personally as a clinician is that I'm always getting these pearls of wisdom from my guests and then I'm able to pass those along to my patients. Yeah, and I, I love that too because our community, we have a community online called the Dry Syndrome Support Community on Facebook and they, they love how we tra- teach them things because we're the doctors and we're the authorities in the space and but they teach us just as much yes. as we teach them. And it's it's incredible because interacting one-to-one with all of these dry eye sufferers and experiencing their real-life problems has taught us a ton about dry eye and just life in general. And it's been, it's been very rewarding. Travis, where can people get a copy of your book, Rethinking Dry Eye Treatment? And how can listeners find out more about you? Yeah, thanks for allowing me to do this. Um, Rethinking Dry Eye Treatment, you can just get on Amazon. There is a paperback copy. It is made to be a clickable book. And so getting the Kindle version for all of 99 cents is the the best way to do that because you can click to the different links that I have in that. I'm actually reformatting it this year to make it better because I originally wrote it as a blog post. And it kind of doesn't doesn't feel like a book as much 
And so it's getting going to get better by the end of the year. Um, and then to connect with us, the best way to do that is to go to facebook.com and go to dry eye syndrome support community. Um, if you type in dry eye, you'll see both of our groups. We have a dry eye page, which is called dry eye support. And then we have a dry eye group, which is called the dry eye syndrome support community. And you can join both of those. And then I also have a podcast called the dry eye show that you can get on iTunes. Fantastic. So for our listeners out there, I'll make sure that all of those links are in our podcast notes so that you can easily find Travis's book and uh, all of his other resources out there. Travis, I have one last question for you. Um, yeah, when I, when I was growing up, my mom and my grandma would tell me that if I sat too close to the TV, I would go blind. And you want to know if it's true. Yeah. I mean, did your <laughs> so, did your parents tell you that? Your parents, your grandparents? They did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. So it's never going to cause you to go blind to sit too close to a device like that. But what it can cause, and what we're starting to see in studies is it can cause you to become extremely nearsighted. And so holding your smartphone too close can cause more nearsightedness. Mm, so there is something to that, that plus the blue light component. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Travis, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This has been an awesome interview. All right. Thanks for having me on. All right. That wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Travis Ziegler. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next time for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carey.